I am sorry. Yeah, thanks. How are you feeling? Sick. Just wasn't expecting it, you know. Not today, anyway. They had to tell you sometime. Tell me what? What have we been talking about? Well, I know what I've been talking about. What have you been talking about? The job. The job? I think I'll be this upset about a stupid poxy job interview. We lost at home to Derby today. We've blown it. Bienvenidos Generation Laws, el programa sobre películas con Rin. Y Jeremy. Y Jeremy. <laughs> and today we're talking about soccer. The World Cup. <laughs> yes, it's that time again. Uh, once every four years, of course, where... The, the 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 people of the world get together to um, turn a blind eye about- to uh, modern day slavery and watch some boys <laughs> fucking kick a ball around, you know? Yes, we're talking about Yoga Bonito. Yoga Bonito. <laughs> uh, the beautiful game. Uh, what else? Do the, what else do people call it? Uh, El Copa del Mundo, I believe, is uh, Spanish World Cup name. El Copa del Mundo. El Copa de Mundo. Now, the World Cup hasn't started yet. No, but we are on the eve. Us. We are on the very eve. No, even... Oh, actually, no, that's right. Yeah, so this will be Monday. So when you're listening to this, wowee, it's Monday, and our boys, our boys are about to go up against um, our fiercest rival, Wales. <laughs> actually, <laughs> so no, that'll be tomorrow. For? USA, of course. Oh, USA. <laughs> Um, and and they're gonna fight your England. So we are in a group with England, Wales, and um, oh Wales and Iran. Oh my and god! So uh, there's pretty much very interesting um, political ramifications for every single matchup. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, that's not true. There's really no major historical thing between England or between uh, the United States and Wales. Um, not specifically. Not specifically, although the FBI probably did kill Diana, Princess of Wales, although she oh, herself yeah. was not Welsh. No. Um, but England and Iran, for sure. I don't know anything. Oh, right. And B. And the United States and Iran. And, of course, England and Wales. Oh, right. And they have to all fight each other. They got to all fight each other. And only two teams make it out of the group and go on to the next stage of the competition. Mm. And we are, of course, rooting for the United States because once every four years, we think this is a beautiful, wonderful country that can do no wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whenever the World Cup comes around, I usually root for Mexico. I'm yes. So my rule is I do United States first and then uh, when they are eliminated from the competition, I then go for the next 
uh, most proximate to uh, the United States. So whoever's closest geographically to us is my oh, next geographically. team. And then after they get knocked out, I keep going geographically until the end. Um, so in this case, we have a couple of contenders, but uh, due to the way things have shaken out, I don't actually think any of them are going anywhere that far. I think Mexico is probably not going to make it out of their group. I think Canada is not going to make it out of their group. Costa Rica probably won't Poland? either. No, Poland are very good. L3 are not going to win. L3 are not going to do it. L3. <laughs> <laughs> no, L3 are not going to do it. It's not three. It's three. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think well, it's. I, uh, I don't do. think it's in the cards for them because they brought two different forty-year-olds. They have no. Uh, <laughs> they they have no uh, ideas anymore. Yes. Yeah, so this episode and this show for the next month is all about World Cup, movies, all soccer, but also all the time. about football. The greatest um, movie of them all, in fact, the beautiful game. <laughs> beautiful game, uh, but today. We are starting our World Cup coverage with a movie called Fever Pritch from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> From I'm not the going, 90s. But I forgot to look at it. 1997. 97. Well, yes. can you just put the British one <laughs> in the list? <laughs> so I, I keep really didn't put the year. You know, I That's was like, funny. I think I know. We're watching the Colin Firth one. Yeah, in parentheses, um, the British one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but before we talk about that... We should get to what we always talk about, which is what we also watched this week besides the movie. Mm. Uh, And Jeremy, what did you watch this week? Thank you for asking. I've been reviewing a lot of um, I mean, most of my most of my viewing this past week has been soccer. I've been um, kind of boning up on some of the uh, some of the American players kind of trying to catch up on what they've been up to watching some old games of theirs. But I did watch a lot of Atlanta this week, uh, which is oh, in really? its final season. And as I say, every time I bring up Atlanta, Bryn, you simply must watch Atlanta. I really want it's to. It's a really good show. Um, some it's recent next on the list. Some recent episodes. There's one where uh, there's like a, a film studio that's kind of, a, it seems like it's kind of akin to like a Tyler Perry sort of a like a a hit factory type of situation but it's also got this like weird surreal disney-ness to it but it's like a it's like a black owned uh um film studio hit factory sort of thing where this one old black guy just kind of like makes a million different tv shows all at the same time and it's super surreal everything is directed by like there's a full film team there doing it but like every decision is made by the guy and he's on an intercom (laughs) and like you just will be like in the middle of a scene and then you'll just hear like boop and the guy's like i like her have her do the line and they're like but (laughs) but it doesn't um it doesn't make sense in the scenes like boop have her do the line thank you Uh, and so it's all about, it all takes place in that sort of an environment. Um, and it's all about Van, who is the daughter or is the mother of Donald Glover's character's daughter. Um, she like, just for fun is like, I'm going to go be an extra on one of these shows and I'll bring my daughter along to just kind of show her that like, it's okay to just do stuff for fun. You know, you don't have to always be like career career as an adult. You can do stuff just cause you like it. Okay. <laughs> but then like the guy uh, on the thing is like, 
uh, I like her. Put her in the scene. And they're like, she hasn't been in the rest of the show. And he's like, make it work. <laughs> Goodbye. <Do> it. <laughs> <laughs> and so she gets like super swept up in it. And then oh, no. uh, the guy is like, I want her to have a, you know, I want her to be uh, on the show full time. I want her to have a, a career with me. She'll be in every show. I love her. And the mom is like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't let you do it. Uh, it's it's a whole thing. It's very, very good. But the episode I wanted to tell you about, I got too caught up talking about this one. Um, okay. The episode I wanted to tell you about is... Um, so so you remember I told you about in the first season they did an episode where it's Paperboy is on a like a public access show um, just as like their guest of the week just kind of like talking about news and stuff and it's like super immersive uh-huh. and they like made all these fake commercials for it and stuff and it's like really really well done and really immersive um, so they did another one of these and this one is a documentary short about uh, the making of a goofy movie, <laughs> and um, really, and it's telling the story of the first black CEO of Disney, who basically just like made a goofy movie happen. And it's not true; mm-hmm. none of this is real. He just is making it all up. <laughs> but it's about this guy who's like he's a black animator who like they accidentally elect the new CEO after one of when the previous CEO like dies suddenly. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody thinks they're voting for this old white guy, but they don't realize that he has the same name as this black guy, uh, <laughs> but that they wrote the black guy's name by mistake. And so he becomes the CEO and he makes them make a goofy movie. And, um, and <laughs> it's all it's just like about in, black people. I yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's all in service. Tell of, me about this. Some other like not on the show. Maybe just I about I have like, like a really weird memory of this. Somehow. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's it's a very common thing for people to talk about that. Like a goofy movie is about a black family. You know, right. like it's one of those things. Like Piccolo sure. is black. You know, like these these sort of like characters <laughs> in American pop culture cartoons that like aren't black, but they are black. You know, like Skeeter from um, from Doug is black. You oh, know, for sure. I feel like I feel like Goofy movie has almost the most leg to stand on there too because it's like goofy's always like scared of his kid going to jail and stuff Mm -hmm. and and the single parent thing i guess it's a disney thing normally but i don't know like the real like father son thing and like just like the style of music like how powerline is just prince yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it's (laughs) Um, i feel like it's and what else they like um pretty clear They they have this whole thing in the story where it's like some of the stuff is like I don't know how true it is or not, but like uh, he talks about like going back into books uh, that were written by like old Disney animators about like the development of Goofy as a character and how he was like based on minstrel characters. Sure, and he's like he's like he just becomes obsessed with the idea that Goofy is black, and then he's like I'm going to use this character as a black character to make this movie about black families um and it's like really good and it's really touching (laughs) and it's like a lot of times it's like really heartfelt it's really funny but it's also like super immersive to the point where like there's several times you're watching it where you're like is this real like is this a guy like is this (laughs) actually happening like (laughs) but none of it's true right i don't think any of it's true no but it's really good it's and it's i just love like their I love their willingness on Atlanta to 
I mean, it's already like plot wise, very loose, you know, it's very like, um, kind of the way that I talk about better things where it's like kind of these like little yeah. vignette sort of things that like lead towards like a bigger vibe and a bigger image and whatever. But this even more so Atlanta is like so willing to just leave altogether and just be like, this episode has nothing to do with anything in fact. And it's not even, <laughs> there's no characters from the main show on it. It's just a short film we made, you know, right. like, um, that there is was, really cool. There was one last season that's just about like what if reparations happened and like uh, it has to be done personally by like if you can like do research and find the person who owned your ancestor as a slave, then that person has their their paychecks going forward docked and they have <laughs> to pay you your reparations. And so it's all about like these like anxious, scared white people just like constantly watching their back about like. What, like when is it going to be that like a black person catches up to me um, <laughs> and it's like the one guy who it does happen to and he's like he's forced to like he like gets a divorce he's like forced to um to like take on like a second job just to pay his reparations bill um like child support payments <laughs> yeah exactly and it's just like it's the whole episode is just this it has nothing to do with anything else that's happening it doesn't that and it also fun. like doesn't you know, like you see people in like the fan forums being like, I wonder if like this is going to like factor into the rest of the season. You're like, no, this isn't really happening in the story. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just a different show. It's a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, basically. exactly. It's a Black Mirror episode. So um, basically you're saying Atlanta is sometimes like, what if J- Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone was good? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's uh, or it's like if Black Mirror was funny. Um, is kind of part mm-hmm. and what wasn't about technology, but was about like, you know, real stuff. Um, yeah, it's a super good show though. It's really fucking great. And I haven't finished this season yet. There's a couple more episodes left. Um, but I'm really, I'm, I'm sad that it's over. Um, but I, you know, I also can completely understand why it would be like, like you just don't want to get wrapped up in this long of a project, you know, when you're Donald Glover and you have like, endless talent and opportunity to just keep doing whatever you want. Like, and everyone's just going to keep letting you do it. Like why stay there? You know, like you hear, um, you hear yeah, like maybe, the, uh, maybe it's so maybe even that is too limiting. Yeah. Right. But it's like, you hear, uh, the always sunny guys talk about a lot, how like each of them kind of had their own time period of the always sunny run where they had an opportunity to like go bigger and to leave yeah. and they almost, you know, they, they always are just like, eh, but like why, for, you know, for like for what, <laughs> like I have a cool show that people love that I'm allowed to do literally whatever I want with. Like why it would is I so crazy that they fell ass backwards into doing that because of like, just because of how good at writing they are. Yeah. Or like how funny they are. It's, it's just so really weird. funny. It's really endearing and it hit at exactly the right time. And and it just keeps going and it keeps being successful enough. It's like um it's like King of the Hill in a way, where like it's just like even if it's not a smash hit anymore, it's like just good enough that like the people who people love s- it keep loving it and that's it. That's all you really need. Yeah, that's you enough, know? yeah. And so like they constantly are like, why, why go anywhere and do anything if like I already have what everybody wants, you know? And, but I think like for Donald Glover, it's different because I think for him, it's like, I can just 
I can have always sunny everywhere, you know, like everywhere I go, they'll just give me always sunny again. Whereas right. the always sunny people are like, if I leave now, I'm going to be, you know, office gym. I'm going to have to be like Charlie CIA guy, you know, <laughs> and I won't ever get to have this thing again. And yeah, like, sure, it'll it be more like, money and it'll be bigger, but it's like not creatively fulfilling the same way. It feels like Charlie was able to like, you know, parlay into some probably pretty lucrative roles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And probably just because he wanted to work with certain creators or whatever. Yeah. But like, it probably felt like, okay, well, I did that. What what did it really get me? Except right. like I can say I worked with Guillermo del Toro or whatever. Like, I don't, what do you what do you really want? Do you want to direct Marvel movies or something like, yeah. Or do you want to just like hang out and write funny shit with your friends and get paid a gazillion dollars for it? Yeah. It's they literally, they just have what everybody wants. So why bother, you know, doing another thing right. Any, anyway? Uh, so I can see why, why Don Glover's trying to be done with it. And also like since beginning the show, you know, both of his, both of the guys who are on it with him became massive stars that are probably really hard to pin down. Who? Oh, Lakeith Sanfield and Lakeith Sanfield and um, Paperboy is I can't remember his name in real life, but he's also becoming a very, very, very popular actor. Oh yeah. Um, I'll yeah. have to look him up. Um, well, I still need to watch that show. But this is like the fifth season or something. I think it's fourth. Um, you mean Brian, Brian Tyree, Brian Tyree Henry, Henry? Yeah, is also like hugely popular now. So this is uh, so this is the last season. And Zazie Beetz is really big now too, isn't she? Oh yeah, yeah. So all of them probably are really fucking hard to uh, <laughs> to to get together to do a TV show these days, especially with like what I have to imagine the budget of the show is. <laughs> <laughs> probably pretty low i'd assume yeah and it seems like uh like lakeith is like barely in this season um because you know he's busy he's a movie star now um yeah. there's one episode um crank that killer that's really good um the premise of it is that there's a serial killer that they think is killing people who made a video of them doing the crank that soldier boy dance uh when they were in high <laughs> the, school the superman that ho dance. yeah um uh-huh and so they're like man i'm so glad i always fucking hated that song that song sucked <laughs> and then like paperboy is like <sighs> uh <laughs> like shows them like this I video of it. him as a teenager doing the crank that dance um, he's gonna kill me he's gonna kill me and so then it's like the whole episode is like the tension of that hanging over it but then like he ends up in like a mass shooting incident at like the mall but it's like actually a guy who he has beef with in a totally unrelated scenario um <laughs> who's just trying to kill him there and yeah it's it's great and then and then don glover and lakeith's B plot of the episode is that they are trying to get these Jordans that uh, were like a limited run that they're trying to get, uh, you know, they're trying to get from a, a secondhand vendor. And the guy is like, all right, I got both of your sizes kiss for me. <laughs> and they're like, you don't want like the money. <laughs> like the, the, you know, the, I could give you like a couple grand or whatever. He's like, Nope, got enough money. Just kiss for me. 
And the whole episode is just them trying to decide whether or not they're going to kiss for him. For the sneakers? Yeah. <laughs> um, is there? Would you say that you think the show will end satisfyingly? It seems like it. It seems people really like the last episode. Oh, you um, haven't seen it it's yet? It's up already. Yeah, it already happened. It was on the 10th, but um, I just didn't watch it yet. Damn. But yeah, it seems like people really liked it. All right. Well, well Bryn, what did you watch this week? This week, I watched Star Wars. Ooh. Um, oh, you Star watched Wars, the new... Uh, I watched the new Star Wars show called Andor. Andor. I keep wanting to call it Akron, which is a town in Ohio. <laughs> I, Akron, Ohio. No, the show is called Andor, named after the main character, Cassie Andor. Uh, oh, who, the guy from the fucking Rogue One. That's correct. So this takes place a couple of years or it's sort of hard to tell. I don't know much about the way the year system in Star Wars works. It takes place enough before Rogue One where he doesn't know any of those people yet. Yeah. How do you how do you measure time in like a like in in a galactic sense, you know? Right. You'd have to have everybody on the same page and you'd think it would be some sort of like empire regimented time system. It isn't. Uh, They use, uh, Chris was explaining to me, (laughs) they use battle, like before the battle of Yavin. Oh, sure. Okay. Which is apparent. What? You know what that is? Yeah. It's in in the first Star Wars. Right. Okay. uh, But then who is... Who's setting that? Does that mean like some new like who set year zero? Like usually that. Yeah, and why would it be Yavin? Because why wouldn't it be Endor Endor when you actually kill the Emperor? Right, but then you'd think you'd think that would make sense, but then the sequels ruin everything because they don't actually win, and they're still like a group of twenty people in a spaceship. Yeah, and I have to imagine that like the BC and uh, and AD like. They probably established that like a while after <laughs> zero, yeah, right. right? They didn't have to be like, okay, everybody, we're switching now. <laughs> yeah, they think they'd redate everything. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that it takes a place a couple of years before Rogue One. Um, I watched this show because I'd seen a lot of people saying it was good, mm-hmm. um, and. I didn't hear a lot of people say that Book of Boba Fett was good. Um, and so I haven't watched that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I usually am pretty gun shy about Star Wars in general. Um, so what I went into this thinking it would be would be a fun adventure similar to The Mandalorian with a similar tone. And what I was shocked to find was a deathly serious Star Wars about how killing cops is good Mm. like the opening sequence is him going to some but 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 not only that but like him going to a a a blade runner type city like it looks very cyberpunk uh and and looking for his sister this plot kind of disappears uh for a while but he's looking for his sister and he sort of like brushes up against two cops who are corporate cops like they're not empire they're um 
their cops for hire that the empire is allowing to have jurisdiction on this city. And they call them corpos in this, in the world. Mm. And he's, they're just like shitheads. And they're like, what are you looking at bitch? And he's like, whatever, nothing, leave me alone. And then they follow him out of the bar and like start fucking with him and like make like they're going to arrest him. They put their guns in his head. And then he like, there's a struggle and he like, you know, steals their gun from him and takes them because they're all drunk. And he takes their gun and he like bashes one against the wall. And the other cop is like, oh my God, he's not breathing. Like you, you, you're, you killed him. And he's like pointing his gun at, uh, Cassian is pointing his gun at the two cops. And he's like, look, he's like, hands up. He's not armed, this cop. And he's like, we can fix this. We'll take you down to the station. We'll just say it was an accident. You know, like it, it was an accident and nothing is going to happen. And then he shoots him in the head. Nice. In cold blood. And he's the hero of the story. <laughs> uh, I, and I was just like, this is a star wars show like it's <laughs> it's a disney star wars show and i was very surprised that it opened this way and it only gets crazier from there mm-hmm. um it it what what's really amazing about the show is that it's oh wow they don't even have like armor or nothing no i was really expecting them to look like like some sort of stormtrooper variation so you like <laughs> see him like get his fucking like face shot in or something he- domes him in the face and you see it you see it yeah (laughs) it's just like his face comes apart wow and then he leaves and so um am i gonna am i about to fucking watch andor he does this a couple of times in the show just like unmasked cops just get like on the ground like shot in the head like it's a quentin tarantino movie (laughs) um so the thing is is that the movie, uh, he's now on the run, basically. He doesn't want to get caught. Sure. Um, but what's crazy about this is it goes even deeper than that because what this show is about is functionally how revolutions are very difficult and scary and bad and 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 you don't want to have them, but you simply must, and it's the moral good to do them. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a big like three to four episode chunk of the show is based off of Stalin's bank robbing and this big heist they pulled before the rep to fund the Russian revolution. Um, and so they, um, they have this big plan where this really rich benefactor is like sort of moving all these chess pieces where there's a Senator in the Imperial Senate who is funneling money, um, to all these other people who don't know each other and don't talk, but he's sort of orchestrating all of these revolutionary activities. And so this guy who's played by Stellan Skarsgård sort of recruits Cassian to do something, but he's like, I know you don't care about this, even though he was like an, um, he's like a native person who was like stolen from his planet by his, his home Mm. planet was like massacred by the empire. Really what I'm trying to get to is this, the show gets like really in depth about what an empire is mm-hmm. and like how they like go and fuck up planets for resources and slaves, um, which has, ne- as far as I can tell, never been a part of Star Wars. Um, so I think what's good about it is that it doesn't need to be a Star Wars show at all. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to know anything about Star Wars. You don't need to know anything about sci-fi <laughs> you don't have to like sci-fi it's just like the best 
movie I've ever seen about the intricacies of fighting against an empire since like Che. Yeah. Like it's just really fucking good. It's like a I guess that's like a, what that's what makes good Star Wars, right? Is when it doesn't have to be Star Wars. Yeah, there's no winking. There's there's hardly any humor in the show. It's it's I mean the banter is good. Like all the dialogue is really good. All of the characterizations are really good. The performances are incredible. Um but it's it's really this show about like moving pieces and like war on um on a trying to have a a clandestine war happen mm-hmm. and it gets really into like revolutionary infighting like there's a lot of people who don't like each other cuz they're not like actually like they're not like uni like <laughs> um what do you call it the guy who has the Forrest Whitaker yeah he's in the he's in the show because he's in rogue one too but he's like kind of a freak anarchist who is just like really radical and thinks he's the only one who's right nice doesn't want to work with anyone else sounds like a cool Um, guy (laughs) he is kind of cool but he's also like a loose i can't you know he's a loose cannon so Stellan skarsgård is like kind of has to force him to work with other people through like a mixture of money and a mixture of like political manipulation and like ideology it's it's it feels like it's written by someone who grew up reading about communism. Sure. Is what I'm trying to say. And Stellan Skarsgård is more of like a regular canon, you would say. Canon? As opposed to a loose canon. Oh yeah, no. He he well he is he's a guy who's like going around moving the pieces around, you know. He's a Lenin's mm-hmm. type. He he's he like he's the guy who is hiding and wearing disguises and I think he's literally based on Lennon. Like he, the 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 writer said in a Rolling Stone interview that literally Cassian Andor is based on Stalin, mm-hmm. and he didn't say that uh, Luthen is based on Lennon, but it really seems like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, so if, it's basically just telling the story of the if Russian Cassian Revolution is if Cassian Star is Stalin, then like everybody else is somebody. There's no way that he just was like one guy, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. But what's great is there's no liberal hand wringing. So the big, the one, so after this happens, Cassian is like, I'm not a revolutionary. I just wanted to get out. I want to get my family out of this like empire hellhole. I hate these cops or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to. I I just want to go live my life. So he takes his two hundred thousand dollars and then tries to skidaddle, and then just gets fucked with by cops and thrown in prison for no reason. Yeah, like literally no reason. They just put him in prison and then in the prison there's like a five episode long arc where they like he basically stages a prison break um and then they arm all of the prisoners and there's not a single scene where they're like well how do we know we can trust these prisoners how do we know we can like shouldn't they maybe be in prison like that is never a consideration it's literally just like prison and the empire is so evil no one should be in this position and it is absolutely a moral good that they all break out and kill every single guard and i i just i've never seen that on television or in a movie like yeah. I, it, it 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 feels absurd like i can't believe i was <laughs> i just can't believe it exists you gotta i, I wonder if like it's leading towards something corny it doesn't feel like it especially because like rogue one ends and all of these people die right 
and oh, yeah, like so they, they don't just, really ever have to like no they never they have just to explain their like life. how they get integrated into like a more liberal revolution or whatever <laughs> no they just all give their life stealing from the empire for the benefit of the revolution and then it's over but it what the real problem with the show is that it makes all the rest of star wars awful because <laughs> mm. if there's multiple different cultures who are being like exploited and enslaved and like there's whole worker revolutions and prison breaks like on a in like on these like very you know poor person levels then like focusing on luke and leia is like really stupid and doesn't make any sense mm. <laughs> um so it kind of just like ruins even the original star wars in concept but I think it's absolutely worth watching. Even if you hate Star Wars, if you've never even liked one Star Wars, I think this show is really, really special and good. All right. Well, I I'm love gonna, it. I guess I'm going to fucking check out a goddamn <laughs> Disney Plus Star Wars original series then. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so funny. I was thinking about it like, what does it mean that it's on it's a Disney show? Like, why would they allow this? And I think that the answer is, is that they don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't care. It could literally at the end be like, you know, read the Communist Manifesto. They don't care. No one's no. going to do anything. It's footage. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like they don't even necessarily think of themselves as the, as the state or something they're protecting. Like, they're just a corporation. Right. They're just a fucking corpo. It does. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So I, I don't think they care and I don't think they see a contradiction. It's just entertainment. So... Well, good for them. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe somebody will watch this and it'll inspire them to. Do something cool like Cassie and Andor. (laughs) Something like Cassie and Andor would do that. We're on a regular episode. So, you know, maybe. uh, specify. Maybe fly a spaceship (laughs) or something like that. (laughs) He does do that a couple of times. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, good show. Uh, Definitely watch it. Um Try not to give Disney Plus any money if uh, if you can if avoid you can help it. it. Well, it's time for our feature presentation. Yeah, was that from like was that from VHS tapes or was that from the movies? I was just trying to remember well, this the other day. There would be the like, and now our feature presentation. Disney VHS is like set it in that voice. Mm, that's what I'm thinking of. They'd be like, first, here's some. I don't know how they would say it. Yeah, trailers like, first, whatever, yeah, yeah. Check out. Coming attractions. S- some, yeah, some new things to watch. And then it'd be like, and now for our feature presentation. And then it would show the movie. Right. They ordered them like that. I think that comes from like when they had, when we go into a theater and it'd just be like newsreels for half an hour and cartoons and shit. And then it'd be like, and now for the feature presentation. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's pretty old. But this is our feature presentation, and it's called Fever Pitch. That's right, Bryn. 1997's <laughs> Fever Pitch, starring, starring uh, Colin Firth and Ruth Gemmel and Mark Strong, who is, he's in other stuff. I've seen him in other stuff. Uh, yeah, he's the guy who looks like Stanley Tucci. Yes, he's British Stanley Tucci. You're right, British Bryn. Stanley Tucci. And uh, uh, nobody else. It. it seems like as we go go further down, we really uh, run out of names in this project. Uh, it is directed by... David Evans, who 
Doesn't seem to have made very much stuff. Doesn't even have a... Does he even have a click-through on Wikipedia? He does not. Wow, that's crazy. And it's screenplays by Nick Hornby, who wrote the book, and who also wrote the book um, uh, 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 High High Fidelity Fidelity. and About a Boy, and uh, had a pretty crazy run of... uh, extremely successful book to movie adaptations throughout the 90s but this is i think the first one of the bunch and this is fever pitch based on his book fever pitch and i think for the plot i want to hear (laughs) oh no (laughs) this will be a good this will be a good opportunity to learn a little (laughs) bit about the beautiful game bryn take it away Oh, no. Okay. So this is a movie. Uh, I, I told Jeremy already that I watched this movie for 20 minutes and then I realized I could not understand it because it is in, it is in a different language <laughs> called British. Yeah. Uh, and I fucking can't understand what they're saying in this movie. It's not made for Americans. It's made for British people. Yeah. It, I it had is. to watch it with... I had to watch it with subtitles on and it's, I had to it's re-watch a movie the first... made with the assumption that you are British. Everybody watching this is British and has every single British cultural touchstone. Uh, just, in, yes. you know, like it, it's hard to think of, I mean, because we are American, it's hard to think of what the American equivalent of this is. But I guess like, I don't know, like it would be a movie about like the new England Patriots, I think would probably be like, because they did, re- no, I, they did I remake this to be about the Boston Red Sox, but I don't think that's quite right. I think that... I don't think it's right because I don't think that any part of America... I don't think any whole of America has a relationship with a sport the way Britain has with soccer, football. Like, yeah. Although I, I guess like, yeah, the Red Sox are kind of close because one of the things that's a big part of this... Uh, as we see kind of towards the end of the film is like how much Highbury is like part of their neighborhood. Like the, like the stadium where the, where Arsenal plays at is like in their neighborhood. Like they live around it. They can walk to it. They can walk to it. They walk past it every day. Like, and I guess that's kind of how the Red Sox are kind of, I guess an equivalent because of how Fenway is like situated in Boston that way. But I still think that the Patriots would probably be, if we wanted to talk about like a movie that like culturally just couldn't be understood by people outside of America, it's about new England Patriots fans with very, very thick uh, Massachusetts accents or, or the 96 bulls. No, but they play, but they play basketball in other countries and, and like, I don't know if, if, like to black culture in America, if it's like as important anywhere else. No, that's true. Like, I feel like if you had the slang of the nineties of like black culture in the nineties, that deep, mm. you'd have to need, you'd need subtitles. I think for even, even some people in, in a regular or white America or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess if we have any British listeners, I don't know if we do, but I would love for you to watch the movie Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg and just like, <laughs> let us know what it means to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, yes, I had a lot of trouble following this movie. Um, for many reasons one is that i couldn't understand what they were saying um two this movie is written by an alien mm-hmm. um <laughs> who doesn't understand how humans work uh so the the story is about a man who is uh 
I'll have to look up his name. What is Paul. his name? The main character? Paul. Uh, yes, Paul is a English teacher at a some seems some sort of high school or middle school, and he um, he is just a real shithead, and nobody likes him, and he, he <laughs> looks like he hasn't showered most of the time. Uh, he has just like the worst attitude, uh, and then he's also a soccer coach, football coach of the of the middle school. And there's a new teacher. Uh, well, and, and also, like, aside from his general just, like, shitty demeanor and whatever, like, he also seemingly has, like, an encyclopedic knowledge of Arsenal, which is the soccer team in the area. He's, like, he knows just everything there is to know about it. And, like, the one thing that people will come to him about and relate to him on is arsenal like people even people who think he's a piece of shit will be like so what do you think you think we need a new defender what do you think right uh he has like it it is sometimes portrayed as though he is like a real hit at parties a real people pleaser and this is this is one of the things that makes me feel like i don't understand british culture because it's just like it wants you to believe that like literally everyone would appreciate this huge nerd Mm -hmm. in any situation and you know, overtake a job interview or a parent teacher meeting or, you know, a waitress thinks he's hot because he knows everything about Arsenal or whatever. Like it, 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 it just, does a waitress think he's hot? No, I'm just saying like, it seems like he could just like, <laughs> I was get gonna, through well, cause I was going to say that like, s- like sexually, it never seems to be anything. It's yeah, everything else. That's it's, it's also, what's it's confusing men it's really it's like... <laughs> relate to him a lot, but it doesn't seem uh-huh. like women have any interest in him whatsoever. <laughs> right. Uh, he also doesn't seem to have much interest in women whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so he, so there's a new teacher who, her name I don't remember either. It's Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very memorable names, Paul and Sarah. Paul and Sarah. She's the friend a new is teacher. Steve. <laughs> She's teaching whatever the fuck, who cares? Uh, and basically as the movie begins it's like they've already been flirting off screen Mm -hmm. because like her roommate is like oh you're gonna see that teacher huh uh don't fuck on the carpet or whatever and and he's talking to his friend steve who is british stanley tucci uh (laughs) you were just gonna say who is british (laughs) (laughs) who's british stanley tucci about her but he's like i'm not interested in her but I don't know how Steve is supposed to have known that there's a new teacher there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's also off camera. That's also talk. off camera. I kind of feel like, like this part is supposed to be a little bit like, like, look, we all know this is a romantic comedy movie. Like you're gonna like, this is all going to happen. So let's just yeah. like get right into it. It's already but, uh, happening. All the, all the other confusion about what's going on and the fact that this is so old and seems too like early for meta commentary on rom-coms. Mm, uh, I disagree. Well, I mean, I think that the, I think the whole movie is a commentary on rom-coms, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Put a pin oh, okay. in that. <laughs> all right. Let's put a pin in that. Um, I, I just did. I didn't know what was happening. So, yeah. So they hang out once, um, and seem to hate each other, like loudly and viscerally. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Do you want to come back to my apartment and fuck?" And he's like, "I guess." And then they go back. To- <laughs> and then they go back to her apartment and like, 
have the most boring, like hateful, uninterested sex, I guess. Um, and then they're just together now. Um, they never ever once have anything that could be considered chemistry or even friendliness. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to only dislike each other. And maybe this is because I'm not British. Maybe I like think that you should kind of like each other <laughs> if you're going to date people. But it immediately becomes apparent that he really likes Arsenal. And so the rest, so then the opening part of the movie is intercut with the best part of the movie, which is him as a kid uh, learning to like football. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad's a football fan, likes Arsenal. Um, and his parents are divorced, right? That's yeah. why he's like, um, so he's, when he spends time with the dad, the dad never knows what to do with them. And he's like, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? A movie, the zoo, football game, something. And, and so he's like, let's go to the, we'll take you, the kid to the football game. He doesn't take the sister for some reason. Yeah. I feel like there's not, more to explore in that. I kind of <laughs> was like, I wonder like what, like, what does that mean to her? Like Is that, the sister in the movie? Yeah. Like, as, as an adult. I don't think so. Yeah, this movie does not give a shit about women at all, um, which is something that Nick Hornby realized about himself and then wrote High Fidelity, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, kind of that's kind of like I feel like his whole jam is basically about like like emotionally stunted men who are like obsessed with something trying to find a way to like still function as people. <laughs> yeah. In High Fidelity, though, he learned something. Right, like and he, in this he one, he like realizes he's being an ass- asshole, and in this one, it's like it's so kind of we'll like the opposite, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, so basically, there's just a lot of movie about him, his team losing. Oh, so 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 their relationship. Oh, oh, I haven't finished talking about. He doesn't take the sister to the the football game. He is like, that was a really good time. Let's do it again. And then they keep going to the football games. He becomes a really big Arsenal fan. Yeah, he, he starts, starts going po- alone without out. his dad. He's he's begging his mom to get tickets for him. Um, and so he's just like, yeah, At a, to a certain point that it stops being about bonding with his dad at all. It's just about like, take me to Arsenal. He's like, do we, the dad's like, we don't have to do this every single time we hang out and he's like yes we do yes we do (laughs) this is not about you and my relationship this is about arsenal yeah and uh so even as a kid alienating everyone around him uh (laughs) and so he keeps trying to date sarah he takes her to an arsenal game she doesn't care about football and actively kind of dislikes it and thinks they keep calling calling men who like football Yobs, yobs, yeah. Um, which I guess is like a, guess, a jock. jock or whatever, or like I don't know, like bro, maybe. It just seems like like he's just kind of a dumbass, is kind of what she's right. trying to get at. A sports you know? dumbass, yeah, a sports meathead. dumbass, meathead. And there so, you go, yeah. And so he takes her. Uh, she's trying to. She's trying to, like, you know, she's like, well, I'm dating this guy for some reason. I guess I'll try to like be you know play ball with him so i'll go to a fucking soccer game so she goes to the soccer game and this was like the scene where i really turned on him Mm -hmm. um because they go and they're like in the scrum 
I'm I'm pretty sure there's seats in some of these arenas, right? Like yeah. So usually the they don't have to be standing in the place where you can get like moshed on. Well, right? so he has a so he has a season ticket in this part. These are like the cheap seats. There's oh, like okay. generally speaking in in British stadiums. I think everywhere really uh, there will be like three sides that are chairs, and then there's one side that's just a big area that you can stand. And that's the and cheap he's just seats. the cheapest seats. Uh-huh. And that's how he gets a, you know, he has a season ticket and he's a teacher, so he probably can't afford like a nice chair. So he's got the standing part. Uh, but if you go in the standing part, then what happens to them happens to you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a goal so, or something and everyone's excited and, and they are almost in like a crowd crush incident and they almost die. And then they yeah, go home and, and they watch the TV. And it's, they, this is the funniest thing in the movie to me, honestly. <laughs> it's like, cause, uh, so they go home and they watch TV, and it's the the Hillsborough disaster has happened uh, <laughs> elsewhere oh, in the country. This is a real thing. It's a real thing. It's like oh my uh, god! It's like the deadliest uh, crowd crush incident in British history. Uh, oh at no! Liverpool versus uh, I think they said it was like um, <laughs> Nottingham Forest or something, but it's like it's some game at Liverpool, Sheffield, South Yorkshire. Um, and, and, uh, the fucking, the, the thing collapses and all these people crush each other and die. It's like a bunch, like, I want to say it's like 70 people or something die in the incident. And it's, it's like this 97. huge tragedy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, the, and the, it's a, it's a big Wikipedia enough tragedy that it, like, sorry. The Wikipedia calls it a fatal human crush. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's so bad that to this day they still like on the day have like a remembrance thing for it, you know, like oh, wow. at like football games, they'll say, you know, like, and now a moment of silence for the Hillsborough, like, you know, it's a, it's a really big deal over there. And I found it really funny cause they use it the same way that we use like, um, like JFK's assassination, where <laughs> like just to like remind you of like what time period it is that we're talking about. Like they're like, oh, and by the way, Hillsborough happens, and they're oh, like, so oh, it's nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh wow, yeah, okay. So so in this scene, like he's not helping her. He doesn't care. Yeah. There's no moment where he's like, oh shit, I should have paid for better seats to have her enjoy this with me. Or be like, like be like a guy who like puts your arms out and like, you know, yeah. <laughs> fucking like yeah. tries to help her, you know? <laughs> he's like, I'm here for the moshing. I'm here for the crowd crushing. <laughs> I don't give a shit about this bitch. Yeah. At all. And to the point she's like holding on to Stanley Tucci and being like, and he's like doing more for that and like then he sort of realizes at a certain point like puts his arm around her or something it, it it's like fuck you man i you we would break up with this person immediately like yeah. the idea that she's spends another day with this freak is ridiculous um and just unbelievable so but then they go home and they the hillsborough disaster has happened i didn't realize that i didn't know it was real i thought it was just like a thing they made up for the movie um <laughs> But for whatever reason, I think this starts. Does this even is this even the one that starts an argument that they have an argument like, about like yeah because he says she says like well you can't go back now right and he's like oh yeah what do you fucking mean I can't go back <laughs> like <laughs> I wasn't there <laughs> I was at Arsenal where it was fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but the movie feels like you know there's always like the romantic comedy thing where they have a falling out and then they're supposed to get back together it feels like most of the relationship part is the falling out mm-hmm. and then 
I think it's after this that she turns out she's pregnant. Yes. And he's like, oh, great. That's good for me. Then you can be my wife and we'll have a baby together and I'll... Yeah, I don't. It's fine. We'll just. And this move is where to he starts to. Well, so he starts to be like. He starts to be like. Well, you know what? It's weird. Like now that you're pregnant, I like don't even care about Arsenal anymore. Huh? <laughs> Who cares? Whatever. What? What's going on with them? <laughs> I don't know. You know. And then they're like looking for houses, and he's like, "Oh, this one's pretty, pretty close to Arsenal. Pretty, <laughs> pretty close to the stadium." <laughs> <laughs> and then he like starts toying with it again. He starts going back to games and then he like, they like, I feel like he's, he's never actually giving it up for real. Like he's no, still- no, 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 of course not. He's like lying about it, but he's like, he's definitely or lying to himself. It seems like he's definitely like playing some sort of game or whatever, but like, yeah, they move, they, they talk about moving closer to Arsenal and then, um, uh, um, he has like one game where they lose that's like really late in the season. So it seems like it's going to just like fuck up their chance at big champions that year. And, yeah. uh, they have a big blowout fight about it. And, um, he has his one big monologue that, uh, kind of like sums up, I guess, kind of what his thesis as a character is, which is about yeah. like, you know, it's, this is the thing that I've wanted my whole entire life, you know? I don't think you understand what it's like to like to want something your whole life. And she's like, no, you're right. I don't because I'm an adult and the things that I wanted as a kid <laughs> don't really relate to me anymore. She has a great line. She, what is it? She's like, I don't, I don't want to marry whatever pop star. David Cassidy. I don't want to marry David Cassidy. I don't want bigger tits. <laughs> like, I don't want the same things I wanted back then. Yeah, I'm a fucking grown woman. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And, and he's she's like, like 100% he's, right. She's 100% right. But he's also kind of right too, where he's like, he's like, you know, like wh- what's happening is that they're just at odds with each other and they don't really like they don't really have a reconciliation of this and they never do in the movie there's no the, the you know it's it's kind of got the grease ending where they don't reconcile that <laughs> like one of them is better or worse or whatever like you know that they have to like come to some sort of a an agreement they just one of them becomes the other one and they're like okay i guess we're happy now <laughs> yeah, okay so yeah so what happens is is like just a series of L's are taken by arsenal and also the couple and and yeah they break up and and he doesn't oh and he doesn't get the job and whatever it doesn't matter whatever uh you know it's really it's really plotting at this point and then you're just like what is going why do i care about these characters and then they have a chance what 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 I had to look up and text Jeremy about <laughs> is that the stakes of the ending are confusing if you don't know anything about football, but <laughs> the way soccer works apparently is sorry. I keep switching between that. I'm, I'm trying to say football out of respect, but uh, <laughs> the way football works is that if you fuck up too bad, apparently you don't just you can't just win a game. No, this, no, no. The, the no. last game you have to win by two no, or something. No. <laughs> well, you tell you tell me. The way Why it do works they have to have two points. The way it works is that at the end of the season, whoever like whoever is the best record over the course of the season is the winner of the of the the year, right? So it's like they play forty games. If you win, you get three points. If you draw, you get one point. If you lose, you get zero, right? Whoever has the most points at the end of the season is the winner, right? Simple, straightforward. But if two teams are at the top and they have the same number of points, 
you know, they, they won and drew and whatever the same way, basically, and they have the same number of points, then you have to have a tiebreaker. And the first tiebreaker sure. is your goal differential, which is scored versus conceded. And so the reason why Arsenal has to win by two points is because they need to have the plus two to get over the top on the tiebreaker. <laughs> okay. Whatever. So they, have, <laughs> so they have to get, they have, they have to, they have to not only win, but they have to, to win one. by two points. Yeah. Or they have to beat win by one point. They can't be a tie. It's gotta be, it's right? gotta be two, nothing or three, one or four, two. It's gotta be by two goals. Oh, okay. But I thought they said two, one, whatever. I mean, two nothing is like the most likely scenario. Oh, two nil. They keep saying two nil. Yeah, okay. nil. Yeah. So, so they have to score two points and beat them. Um, so that's the stage, and for whatever reason, Sarah is at a, a party. Yeah, she gets invited to like her one of her students' graduation parties. Right, which is confusing because we barely see her as a teacher. That. I don't know why anybody would give a shit. Yeah, no one's like, oh, Miss Sarah is so cool or any like, no, we don't know anything about her life. But all she is, she's wearing an Arsenal color dress. And she's just like kind of wants to know about what's going on. Yeah, and she's well, she's uncomfortable like, at the party because she's around teenagers and she's like, I don't really give a shit about what's happening here. Like, does anybody know what's going on in the game? And everyone's like, no. And she's like, can I just turn on the TV? I just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she so she is watching the Arsenal game and realizing like, oh, wow. OK, for some reason, she knows how this works, uh, even though she's never followed football before. But. No, she, she says that. in the in the phone call, she says they have to win two nil. And then the other one's like, why? And she's like, I don't know. The, but they do. <laughs> oh, her, her roommate and her roommates watching it, too. Well, that's so really I, funny because they have the whole sequence of like people flipping onto the game or whatever. And then her roommate like flips onto a movie and like watches it for a minute. And she's like, ah, fine. And she flips to the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this scene in another movie I think would work for me pretty good. And it was working for me pretty good until about the last second, because mm. I like when people, when, when there's enough stakes and we've talked about sports a lot uh, before on this show, like when there's enough stakes, I like sports when there's enough stakes and there's enough story and narrative, like games can be imbued with a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. And if you have a person, you know, really cares about, what's going to happen on a game and you know, the characters and the, on the team or whatever, like, yeah, even people who aren't super into sports can sort of like get into a game and be like, oh, wow, let's see what happens. I want to know. Um, there's like a fun rush of doing it. And it is pretty good at like conveying that it's directed nicely that you kind of get into what's going on. And, uh, Paul and Stanley Tucci are watching the game at Paul's house. Um, and so Sarah starts realizing that it could actually happen after they, they half halftime happens in their nil nil and then they score one goal. And so she's like, I'm going to go to Paul's house just to see what he's thinking about this. She goes to Paul's house and I was like, okay, this is, feels like a rom-com. And then at the end of it, he like he leans out the window and he's like, go the fuck away. I fucking hate you. This is the worst moment of my life. Well, He doesn't see it's her. He can't see. He doesn't her. know it's her. 
but why would you say that to anybody? And also, he's really stressed he's st- out. It's a big I thing. I know, but but like, I, what I love about this part, and the movie's this is so mean. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about that. I think this is itself kind of a commentary on rom coms at times, where I think okay. this scene in a more traditional rom com would be, it's one nil. It's the biggest game. It's the biggest thing. He's waited his whole life for this. She realizes that, and she goes to him. He's all stressed out. He looks out the window. He sees it's her, and he sees that there's like two minutes left, and he's like, I, I can only see her, or I can see how the game ends. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to her, and he goes down to see her. They kiss, and then from upstairs, he hears a cheer, and then the whole crowd erupts, and then the streets fill, right? So it would be him having learned yeah, his sure. lesson after all, and like, actually, there are <laughs> things more important than football. And, see, and in this movie, I was hoping that she would just come up and they would share the moment together. Yes, that would also be nice. What I love, though, is that this isn't, I don't think this is a rom-com about a man and a woman at all. I think it's a rom-com about a, a man. Rom-com and, at all. And I think it's about him <laughs> and Arsenal. That's what the movie's about. That's why it doesn't care about her. That's why she's barely <laughs> yeah. a character in the movie at all. Like, it's all about him and Arsenal. The part that you were talking about in a traditional rom-com where there's the period of, like, you know, the falling out before they come back together is when they're looking for houses. Like it's him and Arsenal had a falling out where he's like, fuck, I have to have a kid and a, and a life now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have to grow up or something. <laughs> but then he yeah, realizes exactly. like, no, I can't really, I, I can never leave you for real. And then she's the Baxter at the end. You know, she's right. the one who gets kind of cast aside for Arsenal. So she, she gets has cast to make aside. room in her life for it, you know? <laughs> And she gets cast aside. He watches the game. They win the big goal. It's an incredible goal. The entire street erupts with Arsenal fans. Uh, And she's sort of just like, okay, I guess. And then she kind of starts having fun and seeing everybody like having a party. And then like evening comes and she's still on the street for some reason. Isn't that her house? Didn't they move there? No, no, no. She didn't live there. They, They broke up. Right, so they never got the house. Yeah. Is she still pregnant? Yes. That's never addressed though, right? Like does she have well, the he, baby? He leaves the job <laughs> because he he leaves the school because he's getting a new job because he's got to pay child support. And she's like, "We could have worked something out." And he's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, "But then yeah, I'd have to talk to you more." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so does she have does she have the baby? Is that even like is it just dropped? No, I think he likes. I think he addresses it in the last monologue. I can't remember. I don't think they say if he has a kid at the end. I mean, I think <laughs> the so assumption crazy. is she's still pregnant anyway. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. So I mean, okay, so so then the street erupts and then all that happens, and then they see each other, and she walks over to him, and and then they do they just kiss? Yeah, they kiss, uh, and then they have a conversation about. Uh, nothing really. I don't think it's that important. It's just them being like, "Oh, look, now we're back together. Isn't that nice?" Oh and then yeah, he, they they have a really mean conversation. Yeah, they they're have, like, like making a really, fun of like, each other teasing, and stuff. Shitty conversation, which I guess is like their relationship or whatever. And then he has the final monologue where he has now his resolution isn't there are some things more important than football, which is no, the traditional no. thing. His resolution is. I found a way after this happened. Like I finally had this catharsis for this thing that I've wanted for so long. And now I have a more healthy relationship with football and that's great. Which we don't get to see. We don't get to see it. <laughs> but 
but that's kind of what I think the movie at its core is all about is like, is, is an obsessive man trying to become less obsessive, you know? Right. But we only have his word to believe that. And he's always lied to himself and he's probably not. And I don't know, like this movie is so weird. I don't know what to think of it. I mean, I, I, I hear, I definitely feel, I, I buy that there is some level of like, it's taking the rom-com formula and being like, what if, what if it was about a guy in love with football and the girl was just ancillary? Yeah. But then do no, something she's with the No, she's the football. You understand what I'm saying? Like in a yeah, traditional yeah, yeah, yeah. rom-com, he's in love with the girl. He finds a way to like push football aside to love the girl more. In this movie, he's in love with football and she's like, she, like he's trying to find a way to push her aside so that he can better and more, you know, healthily love football. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But I wish, I wish there was a little more to chew on there mm-hmm. or something or it was that I do agree with something. you on that. I do agree. It definitely needs, it needs more development, I think. And, and you know, it's his first, uh, it's his first screenplay, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I feel like, I think my big problem with it, it's just, it's just not very funny. It's not it's, funny. That's a big problem. It, I found this time. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't, I mean, I, 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 it's hard to look at this movie and like the guy. I don't think you're supposed to like the guy. Um, but what's really baffling is all of her decisions um, and the way she puts up with him because she's being treated as football, right? Like yeah. she's being treated as an object that he, you know, kind of wants around, but like isn't actually in love with something else. And I, I buy that. I just don't think they're, it has much to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like then at the end of the movie, the point is like, yeah, well, <laughs> a guy likes football a lot. And it's like, well, he's a piece of shit though. <laughs> and that hasn't changed. And now he, there's a girl around who maybe had a kid with him. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really add up to much for me. And it's not funny or entertaining except for, like I said, the part, of the movie where the kid learns to like football. That's the flashbacks are cute and fun. I love the seventies vibes and fashions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, the and I like, like the weird last... little like idiosyncratic, like, uh, seventies football shit. Like when he goes to the first game and he has that weird, like they give him like a button that says arsenal, but it has like a ribbon around it and stuff. Like yeah, it, looks it looks like, like a, like a first like prize a... thing. <laughs> yeah. State fair pig prize. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it just says Arsenal, and you're like, is that really something that like kids got? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm sure it looks very. But like, he's dressed like Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the end scene sequence is pretty fun and does a good job of like giving, uh, you know, setting the stakes once you realize how soccer works. Um, and like the party is really fun. I like. I always like a good like street party bit. You know. Oh, sure. Like all these like yeah, fun a- little moments of her like picking up the random baby and like playing with it for a little <laughs> bit. I love that sort of shit. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's, that part's not bad. Um, but just overall, I don't know what the fuck this movie is going for, mm-hmm. uh, what it's trying to say or do, uh, and not very entertaining to me. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about it? I feel like my, 
my memory of it is definitely uh, better than the movie is. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I like it more than you do, probably. It just for having like the base of knowledge to understand what's going on probably helps a lot. Sure. Um, <laughs> having my own sort of obsessions that I contend with all the time. Like I, I feel like it, it has uh, it has a lot that rings very true to me. However, I think he does it better in high fidelity and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's a first crack at this kind of movie and I think he kind of like hones this blade a lot better uh, in in later attempts. Yeah. So I well, well, would give this a, I would say I'd give this, if you're a soccer fan, a soft recommend. If you are not a soccer fan, a big not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> however, yeah. however, I would actually recommend the book. The book is really good. Oh, um, really? The book is, is nothing like this. a girl? No, it's, well, one of the essays is. It's a book of essays. Um and each one is like about a different period of his life and how Arsenal was doing at the time and like what it meant to him and like how it related to his life and stuff. And so basically this movie is kind of, I think it's like maybe two or three of the essays kind of stuck together. Uh, one of them is about him and a girl. Uh, one of them is about him and his dad. And then one of them is about like this season where they finally get the championship. And I think he kind of like stuck them all together into this movie. But then there's a whole bunch okay. of other ones that are just about like one of them is just like a really sweet little story about getting fish and chips with his dad and then seeing Arsenal win and then being like, it's never like that again. He's like it literally like that's the <laughs> best. That was probably the best day of my life supporting Arsenal. It's never like that again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, like I wish it. I wish it was just that. Mm -hmm. Like, if you, I wish it was sort of a, a free flowy movie because I do like the idea of a movie about a really big fan of something mm -hmm. that gets obsessed with. That. I think just I just feel like having this movie feel like it's supposed to be about a relationship, and then just like treating every female character in the movie like shit just like really turned me off. Mm -hmm. Um. But I, I can imagine him now. Like, I, I think he should rewrite Fever Pitch as a movie. Yeah, I would and, love like, to see him take another a, crack at it. Because he's so much more talented. He does so much better work after this. Um, and to make, like, a sort of free-flowy, like, lyrical dream type thing where it's, like, little vignettes of, like, pieces of this person's life surrounding a football team sounds really cool. I like That book sounds really good. Yeah. I would I like I like that kind of shit. So check out Fever uh, Pitch the book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie a not recommend. Yeah. Uh I there's not really enough here for me to 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 say I liked it. Um I didn't like it. It wasn't you know, Colin Firth is fine, you know, he's it's like everyone's fine. It's it's not a bad movie by any means. It's just like the story didn't do anything for me. So <sighs> This is really That's funny. The episode. His what? um on his Wikipedia <laughs> page, uh his website is nickhornbyofficial.com. And when you okay. when you go to nickhornbyofficial.com, it is Nick Wedding Blogger and um wedding blo <laughs> and blogger is misspelled B L O G E G R. Um P L O G Yeah, he just like misspelled blogger and then it's one <laughs> article called Wedding 101. <laughs> what <laughs> the right choice of like flowers a... for the wedding day is very important 
Is it just a really old website that has like something you wrote in high school or something? No, it's just somebody else. It's somebody else owns this URL and either put it on there as his website or uh, he just (laughs) forgot to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, Nick Hornsby, do better. I guess you already did. And come on the uh, show. Why not? You know, come on the show. Tell us about all what you're up to. Uh, and then for the rest of the week, watch, uh, watch the FIFA world cup in Qatar, I suppose. Watch um, the world cup. You know, <laughs> it's going to be a fun root, time root for America or Mexico root for America. Uh, unless you're not from here, uh, in which case root for somebody else. Um, <laughs> Don't don't boycott it because it's not going to do anything. You're not spending any money watching TV anyway. Like all you're doing yeah, is yeah. By boycotting it, oh, all you're doing is not watching soccer, and is there you a do that every day anyway. Uh, yes, yeah. oh, there are people oh, right. who were trying to organize a boycott, but it didn't really take off, and nothing has happened with it. And now it's also ridiculous. It's because two days it's not away. Like, it's not like Qatar is like even close to having any worse crimes than us <laughs> in terms of like slavery they're pretty bad uh, <laughs> they're pretty bad they're pretty it's, damn it's, bad and in this ridiculous. case it's in this case it's uniquely bad because this like the the slavery and deaths are happening specifically because of this event you know like there weren't so these stadiums before <laughs> and they built them well, for this i was looking into that and i don't think that's true mm. uh because a lot of the deaths are from years and years ago. Uh, I did and hear that the numbers on job are sites um, mm. and kind of inflated. Anyway, <laughs> kind of not a little the point. inflated, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all very complicated, but I don't give a shit. So anyway, what do I know? Check out the World Cup. Uh, what do I look American. like? The United States ambassador to Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're american you have no leg to stand on just watch the fucking football watch uh, the footy <laughs> um eat some fried lion bars <laughs> and uh watch some footy have you ever had a fried lion bar no of course not oh delicious what you ever it? went to like the chip shop in brooklyn or yeah. like any like uh, i've been to chip shop th- they had all the British candies that they would like deep fry. Oh, I would have a fried. Um, I always got the Cadbury eggs. Oh, fried Cadbury, fried egg Cadbury is good. egg. Cadbury. I like uh, spotted dick a lot. Mm. Any of the any of the puddings. <laughs> Big fan of puddings. Um, yeah, man, I love British food so much. British food <laughs> rules, man. I don't know British where it got the bad rap it got, <laughs> but man, English breakfast is great. Fish and chips is great. The, the English breakfast is out of the control it's, it's so, so fucking good. good there's so many things i love how many items I there know. are you know we are so <laughs> fucking cut on the number of items that we have for breakfast i know and if you fucking try to go to a breakfast food place in america they're like you can have the eggs and toast or the waffle or the bacon. yeah Fuck unreal you. unreal it should all be one thing it should be called american breakfast <laughs> Right, and, and it stop is calling it like some humiliating thing, like the lumberjack special or, or the like grand slam, the grand slam, the off. big boy, the hungry man. <laughs> Don't be calling it that. Just call it American <laughs> breakfast, so everyone feels good ordering it. Right, and there's one place that does it correctly, and it's Waffle House, and it's still good. Yeah, because I ate it just last month, and it's incredible. Um, really, though, we should land this plane. Thanks for listening. Watch the to footy. Generation support the United States <laughs> men's national team. Or 
or Mexico. And if you'd like to hear more Not of our Mexico, show. Not Mexico, never Mexico. If you'd like to hear more of our show, go to gener- uh, patreon.com slash generation loss, uh, where you can get an extra bonus episode every week where we will probably answer your question. Probably. If you write us an email, which we've been doing a lot, sometimes we talk about topics or themes or just the movie news. It's a fun time. You can hang out with us in the Discord where you can watch the movie we're going to talk about on the next episode. And you can follow us on Twitter, however long that lasts, <laughs> uh, at Pod, and you can follow us individually from there. And until next time, that's, that's movies. movies. Sing so